Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I am Alex. I'm Tim. I'm Nick. <laughs> I'm Willie. <laughs> Today we're going to do a little roundup of Comic-Con news. Uh, Tim's probably going to talk about The Blair Witch 2. And then we're going to finish our show <laughs> with a review of Justin Lin's Star Trek Beyond. But before we get to all that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you can write to us and let us know what you think of the show and the things that we talk about. We're also at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, MidwestFilmNews.com has all previous 188 plus bonus episodes with full show notes, so you can go there to uh, skip over the spoiler tearing and other things that you don't want to hear. And uh, please check out Gone to Texas. That's our Preacher recap podcast episode, the finale of the series, uh, of the season, not series, because there's going to be a season two. But the finale of the season is airing next week, so you have all week to catch up on the show and our podcast to then listen to our finale recap and then season recap uh episodes so please do all that rate and review us on itunes all that good stuff uh if you're listening to this on the audio feed right now there's also supposedly a youtube video that may or may not remain on youtube if you want to go and watch this first video episode of the midwest film Nerds podcast uh, check it out on the Midwest Film Nerds, uh, or the Midwest Podcast Network YouTube channel. And there's probably going to be a link to it on the show notes and on Facebook. So, with all that being said, uh, there was a lot of Comic-Con news this past week. Um, we can go over the non-comic stuff first and talk about the uh, the movie that was known as The Woods, People were saying they were working on a movie called The Woods, and it turns out that it is had, has been retitled and shown at Comic-Con as Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. Did anybody look into this? Did you watch any trailers or anything? No, I have not seen anything um, for it. Um, I think I read that it was also a found footage like the first one. Yeah, it says it's a Netflix original. F- or no, I'm sorry, that's something else. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's found footage. Um, but other than that, I didn't hear too much about it other than people were excited about it and that it was a new Blair Witch. It's yeah. actually a sequel in the way that it erases Blair Witch 2. Nothing will erase Blair Witch 2. Never. Always. It always lives on. <laughs> Tim, how was Blair Witch 2? <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Thanks for asking. Um... <laughs> I watched Blair Witch 2 a couple weeks ago. I don't remember a lot of it. Uh, it was the first time I watched it since it came out. Everybody hated Blair Witch 2. That's all I remember. Excuse me. Uh, it's Book of Shadows, colon, Blair Witch 2. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Book of Shadows, colon, Blair Witch 2. And um, everybody hated it because it's not found footage, and it's also like this weird meta thing with um, the guy from Burn Notice. And he wasn't the guy from Burn Notice at the time. Bruce um, Campbell? Not Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> no, not Tim Donovan. Jeffrey Donovan. <laughs> Jeffrey Donovan. <laughs> uh, so he's in it, 
and but all I really remember about it is there's some cool witch stuff like halfway through, like for the most part, and then it ends with a giant orgy. So it's not bad. Yeah. It's like I would watch it before I watch the first one again. So. <laughs> Good to know. Um, Good to know. Well, I, but it's, yeah, it's not one of those like I thought it was gonna be one of those like crazy horror sequels that I uh like will stick up for now, but I don't think I I can do that quite. <laughs> okay. Well. Um. Is anybody excited about a Blair Witch sequel? <laughs> yeah, I'm down. You're, you're going to check it out? Oh, yeah, I'm going to check it out. I, I, I'm going to check it out. Who's directing it, isn't it? It's uh, um, the guest. Help guys. me out here. The, it's Wingard, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. That's kind of cool, yeah. I'm going to check out anything that guy makes at this point. It's found footage or mockumentary or whatever. All right, yeah, it looks like He's a it's, winner. it's slated to come out September 16th. So maybe we'll be talking about it then. Maybe. Um, next up on the docket, Kong Skull Island. Uh, oh, yeah. Did anybody watch that trailer? Yes. What did you think? Yes. Nick. <laughs> It was it was kind of cool. It it kind of it kind of gave me similar vibes that Gareth's Godzilla did, except not that good. But it, they're trying to set up the same kind of atmosphere of just like foreboding and like trying to reinvent the big guy in the suit or the little animatronic guy, and uh, you know, make it into something bigger and better for a new audience. And it, it kind of works. It's a little moody. There's some cool stuff, but Sam Jackson rolls up right away, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> sucked right out of the out of the the mood of the trailer." I was like, "Oh." Well, hopefully he's a little more nuanced than his uh, Legend of Tarzan role. Willie, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, I thought it looked pretty cool. Um, I was I wasn't surprised to see how big they're going with Kong physically because they're going to need him to fight. Godzilla at some point, but mm-hmm. it still was kind of a shocker to see a, a Kong that's that big. Um, it looks somebody said it looks like Apocalypse Now meets King Kong, which is kind of the vibe I got. Like, I don't know. It doesn't look like the the. It's not the usual plot that we've seen like three or four times remade of the you know film crew going to the island and all that. It seems like these are military types that are going, um, which is different enough, I think. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. It looks cool. And John Goodman, I mean, John, John Goodman kind of always counteracts the Sam Jackson effect, I feel like. So. <laughs> the antidote to Sam Jackson. Uh, yes. If you include some Goodman, it'll counterbalance the, the Sam Jackson. All right. Good to know. Uh, that's your movie actor chemistry equation right there. Tim, did you watch the trailer? What did like, you think? It's like cooking. Yes. Did I watch the trailer? Yes, I liked yeah. it a lot. I thought it was awesome. Um if they get to the island within the first two hours, it'll be better than the Peter Jackson. <laughs> That's a high bar, Tim, but we'll see. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's any... Uh, yeah, I think both you and Willie like it a lot. I still haven't watched I don't it. Dis- yet, but... I don't dislike it. It's just... It's it's too- it takes a while. To get, it does. It takes a while to get this. Nick likes the worm monster, isn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> Just nightmare. Nightmare fuel. Nick's <laughs> favorite part. 
Um, so I think we can move into the DC stuff that they shared. Uh, we got a trailer for Wonder Woman. Uh, yes. Let's start with Willie. What did you think of Wonder Woman? Did you watch it? Yes, I did. It was sweet. I liked it a lot. I'm looking forward yeah. to that movie. Um, the action looked unique, which is something that you don't see in a lot of superhero movies nowadays. I mean, you know, you expect it with something like um, like a Doctor Strange because we haven't seen a superhero like that before. Uh, Wonder Woman still at her at her core is very punchy and kicky. You know what I mean? Which is fine. But they're doing it in ways that feel interesting and unique. I think they're using the lasso in cool ways. I think they're using her sword in cool ways and combinations of those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it looks interesting. Um, I dig that we're going to get another uh, uh, movie uh, like First Avenger. Um, I mean, it's, it's a different period because this is World War One, but um, I think that's cool to have another movie like that. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. She was a uh, she was an interesting part of uh, uh, BVS. I even though I don't think she was featured. I mean, she wasn't featured a ton, and some of the moments she showed up for were kind of unintentionally goofy. Um, I think she you can't take your eyes off her as a as an actress like in that role. I mean, she's interesting, and she's she's yeah, she definitely does it does it for me. So okay, uh, Tim, what do you think? It did it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Good to um, know. I, no, I I thought this was awesome. I thought this was great. Um, the action it was like Zack Snyder's speed rampy, but it was cool. It was it was funny. It was snappy. Um, it kept the Wonder Woman. I I believe that's what Willie is referring to as the excellent Wonder Woman guitar riff that she has, and it kept it in <laughs> button for the trailer. And it was it was kick ass. It was bitching as they say. So um, no, this, this looks great. <laughs> or did I lose you guys? Did you lose me? We're all here. We're all here. We're good. Okay. I'm here. Yeah. We're all here. here. Sorry. I I'm my, I'm on I'm on terrible hotel internet, so I apologize to everybody right now. Um. <clears throat> did I cut into your thoughts, Tim? No, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> no, I think the last thing he says was that she does it for. <laughs> yeah. In a big way. Anyways. Okay. I didn't hear any of that. It's good. <laughs> good. <laughs> but I hope everybody else did. All right. Um. Next up, we got Justice League. Wait, we didn't talk to Nick about it. Did Did I? Did no. I... I, okay, I tried to throw it to Nick, and then I apparently died again. So Nick, just, Tim just steamrolled right over it. I'm sure. Nick, what did you think of Justice? Or excuse me, Wonder Woman. She does it for all of us, I think, <laughs> and does it well. No, it looks uh, it looks awesome. Like Willie said, it's it's unique, and like Tim said, it's it's in that vein, that in the same kind of tone, but better. So, and it's weird because it's Patty Jenkins. So. The the people that gave Thor two the hard pass are coming around to the right material, I think. So that's really good. Um, and Chris Pine looks awesome. It's cool that he's that he could he could have like the AAA leading role if he wanted, but it's cool that he's choosing to play kind of second fiddle to to Wonder Woman. That's kind of sweet, I think. Uh, it looks great. I think, I think it looks awesome. So I'm in. Awesome. 
All right, uh, Justice League. We got the first trailer for the Justice League, which I think I heard was more like just two scenes kind of cut together. So, uh, Nick, mm. let's start with you. How was Justice League? I think it's I, I'm, you know, fool me once, fool me twice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm in. I mean, I think I think it looks really good. I'm I. Tim, well, Tim said in the group text that he liked Wonder Woman better, and I, I think the Wonder Woman trailer is a better trailer, but I think I'm a little more excited for Justice League because I'm an idiot and can't learn. But it, uh, <laughs> I think they're kind, they've kind of got it. They're kind of learning from some of their mistakes, and they, they're kind of striking a balance in the in in tone that they really need to. Uh, but the cast seems like they. I guess I'm speaking more from off-camera now. They seem like they really gel in real life, so I'm hoping that translates to the screen. Uh, I think Flash looks really good, which was a big concern for me as well-documented uh, <laughs> podcast, but he does. He looks really good. I think <laughs> from the image I saw, the chin pubes are gone. Like, they are. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. They, they've been burned away by the speed force. <laughs> uh, Aquaman looks awesome. Like, I'm... I'm actually, he's the only character that seems like full tilt, still dark and gritty, and I think it's great, because <laughs> the trailer plays plays to it uh, with, to good effect, I think. So, um, yeah, I think it looks really good. I think they've, they've toned down brooding Batman, and uh, he's got some quips, and they're good, and uh, I think it looks really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm once again re- really, really excited for the DC movie-verse. Brooding so. Batman and sassy Superman have uh, receded to the background. Superman has definitely receded to the background. He's not anywhere in the trailer, which is kind of interesting. And uh, it's uh, uh, Nick. Did you see Batman v Superman? <laughs> yes. Okay. Something happens in that one. <laughs> well, yeah, but okay. Uh, Don't spoil anything. Yeah, uh, Tim. What did you think of uh, Justice League? Uh, it was okay. It's a Zack Snyder movie, so I'm not excited. Okay. I'll leave it at that. All right. Willie, what did you think? Um it's I mean as it's not a it's not a trailer. It's it's two clips, yeah. like you said. So, so I'm not gonna judge it as a trailer because it's not. Um <laughs> Haters. Haters. <laughs> Haters. It's I like the Wonder nice Woman. thing about this. Sorry. The nice thing about this is that they're um I feel like they're trying to inject some of that humor and the camaraderie um uh, into it, which I didn't feel with well, I mean they're different movies, but I didn't I haven't felt that with the DC stuff so far. So it's good. I, I hope that I hope that they're they're able to find a balance, um, to have more fun with it. I think characters like the Flash and I don't know much about Cyborg as a character, but characters like the Flash and um even Aquaman, I think, have a sense of humor to them that uh, Batman and Superman don't always manage to capture. At least they haven't so far on screen. So hopefully they're able to to find a nice nice marriage between kind of the. I don't want them to be just like Marvel movies by any means, but um, I'm hoping that they are able to find their own blend of humor and that darker edge that a lot of the DC properties have had so far, and kind of. I don't know, married the two together. So um, I'm not sold by it because I am, I mean, I am kind of 
I'm not, I haven't been happy with the last two, so I'm not sold by it. Um, but I think it's a step in the right direction. And I'm very curious to see like an, like an edited trailer for it and see, um, see what I think of when I see that. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Now that Zack Snyder is, uh, Lovely PA on the on the production. Maybe things will turn around a bit. Um, so I think that was it for DC. Was there much else that I didn't catch? No. No, just the TV stuff. But I. Didn't... Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Um, for Marvel, uh, the big one I think was uh, Doctor Strange. What did you guys think of that trailer? Uh, who did I not pick for Tim? What did you think of Doctor Strange? Oh, Kurt, way to pick me! I didn't watch it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Willie, what did you think of Doctor Strange? Um, it was alright. It was alright. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We are I haven't been nuts thing. about. No, I mean it's I, I it was okay. Uh, I haven't been. I didn't. I wasn't nuts about the first trailer. I thought it was cool. Um, but. Uh, this is the first movie, Marvel movie, where both of the initial trailers I haven't been wowed by. I mean, I think there's some cool stuff going on here, but I don't know. I, I feel like I don't have any idea of what is actually going on in the movie, and that's a little bit of a bummer. Um, beyond what I know as a comic book fan, as somebody who has at least a, a decent grasp of Doctor Strange's origin, I don't. Ha- beyond that, I don't have any idea, and I wish I knew a little bit more. I don't want him to give all the big beats away, but I'd like to know a little bit about what I'm going to watch. Um, so it's it was good. I mean, it's 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 a, a well done trailer. I'm not wowed by it. So. Okay. Yeah, and I think you and Tim have both kind of voiced your um, concerns with Scott Derrickson so far, anyway. So the skepticism is is strong with Doctor Strange. But Nick, as the resident Doctor Strange uh, groupie. How did you feel about the trailer? Uh, I pretty much agree 100% with Willie. I should be nodding, not shaking my head. Uh, it's it's all right. It's all right. Uh, I think I like it better than the first trailer because there's there's a little bit of a better sense of yeah. what's going on, but at the same time, it's more confusing than the first trailer. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, if if I was a non-comic reader or didn't know anything about Doctor, Doctor Strange, I probably wouldn't really understand what this movie's about. Um, and I, I'm not even sure I know what it's about right now, so that's fine. Uh, it has a joke that made me laugh, even though it's kind of stupid. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's all right. I, I'm, I'm concerned that they're, they're still not really going, like, they're not going there with Doctor Strange. Like, they're not making him as he is, which which is okay. I understand the need to, you know, to shift things around for movies and stuff. That's fine. I just, I want to see some, like, whoop-ass magic stuff, and there's there's mostly just, like, Inception things and Kaleidoscope stuff in the trailer, and I'm kind of like, well, it looks cool, but what does it really mean? So, okay. I don't know. The casting all seems really good, though. Everybody, everybody in it looks great. The costumes are awesome. Uh, some of the locations are really good. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, whatever. More, more of the same. Still looking forward to it. All right. Um, in terms... Yeah, it looks it looks a lot more Inception and a lot less Hellraiser, which is a bummer. <laughs> yes, I want more Hell Dimension. Less here's Manhattan bending in on itself. Yes, Again, absolutely. There are some cool shots from that though. Like there, there's one in particular I'm thinking of that's really really cool. But I have a feeling I'm going to be sitting in the theater just going. 
like just not able to process what's happening. Be bad. We'll make sure. We'll make sure like gravity. We sit at the front row for that <laughs> yeah, one. So. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Um, oh God. <laughs> and drink the... heavily. <laughs> In terms of the um, Marvel TV that people do care about, we got an announcement for Daredevil season three is going to be coming at some point in the future. So I think uh, most of us will agree that it's exciting. Yes. Um, there's yes. also did they show a teaser for Defenders? Yes. Have yeah. did they release that one to the public? Yeah. Yes. What'd you What'd you guys think of that one? It was a good teaser. Okay. Okay. It was a teaser. All right. No. Wait. 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 All right. So, rank the teasers: Luke Cage, uh, uh, Iron Fist, and Defenders in order of your excitement. That order. For them. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders for yes. you, Nick. Okay. Yes. Willie. Uh, yeah. Same. Yep. <laughs> Tim, did you watch any of them? I watched Luke Cage. And so you liked number it? number one. Yeah, okay, that's, good. That's number one. The other Tim two are Luke tied Cage, for second. Luke Cage, and Luke Cage. <laughs> Which good is a great reaction, honestly. Uh, does anybody want to talk about those more in depth? Are there any deeper opinions on these teasers or just... Uh, Willie should. No. Willie. Sure, I mean, uh, yeah. The, you know, it, it gives you just that little taste of, okay, it's coming, you know. Um, there's a couple of little clues about what the plot might be, who the villains might be, but I'm not going to say anything about that. Um, I'm a little underwhelmed if it winds up being what I think it is, but whatever. So, um, Willie... Iron Fist looks cool. Okay, sorry, keep going. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, what yeah. brings Iron Fist to second place rather than first? Because I feel like you care more about Iron Fist than you do about Luke Cage in the comic realm. Yeah, I mean, Iron, yeah, yeah, Iron Fist is a character that is, I mean, one of my favorite comic book characters. But the Iron Fist, uh, the Iron Fist teaser is like 20, 30 seconds long. There's like okay. barely yeah. anything to it. So it'd it's be, definitely you know, um, it would have to be a very, very special 30 seconds to beat out <laughs> um, so you know yeah that's why it's not that I I, I mean at some point I'm going to be more hyped for Iron Fist than I am for Luke Cage I, I don't doubt that just because I like the character I guess better out of the two but Luke Cage looks awesome so um, okay. uh, that soundtrack the, the soundtrack for that show is going to be amazing Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then Defenders, what, like, what was it? How long was that one? Was that the same as like Iron Fist? Yeah, it was real short. Um, was it I mean, just no all of them like walking? It just, okay, it was. And no, it's it's like it's a voiceover. I'll just it's a voiceover from uh, a character we've seen before, and. Uh, He's saying some cryptic stuff about the four of them having to get over their crap to fight together. It was cool. I mean, it's it's the design of the defenders, the of the trailer and like the, the logo and everything was cool. They used a Nirvana song, which is interesting. Um, hmm. They used a kind of a weird remix of "Come As You Are," which was kind of fun. Uh, comic book movies don't play with that too often, so. Um, but no, I mean, it doesn't show much. It doesn't give much away. I mean, you could speculate, but yeah. 
All right, uh, Nick. Any thoughts on those? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> All right, and then did anybody watch the trailer for Legion, the FX? I just did show? today. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Uh, I have no thoughts. It okay. uh, it makes no. I don't. I I don't know what it is. It doesn't really make any sense. I I know nothing about Legion though, and uh, so maybe like a Legion super fan would uh. Would get a lot out of it, but uh, I, I don't really know what to make of it. It doesn't really look cool. I don't know. Okay. Just for listeners, Legion is typically Professor X's son in the X Men comics. Yeah. There's a there's an FX show that is not currently <laughs> tied to X Men movies in any way, supposedly. However, it is also being uh, the showrunner for the show is Noah Hawley, who is the showrunner for uh, Fargo. So I'm pretty interested in it. I think it might end up being cool, but I kind of watched the trailer and was like, okay, this seems weird, and then closed it and didn't think about it anymore. So, you know. <laughs> All right. Was uh, Okay, and then I guess the other... Okay, there's two other tiny news bits, or one other tiny news bit that people probably don't care about too much. Willie might. Uh, Robbie Reyes, the current Ghost Rider in the comics is coming to Agents of Shield. Willie, yeah, any thoughts cool. on that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm. That show is so. That show is such goofy fun at this point that like, I don't know. I say just go for it. Yeah, throw throw Ghost Rider in there. Throw. Uh, whatever. Do you remember who they cast? That's a younger. I don't younger think it guy. was any. Yeah, I don't remember the name. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I looked him up. He didn't look young. Like Gabriel Luna. He doesn't look young like I thought Robbie Reyes, because Robbie Reyes is like a teenager. Okay, he's 33 as yeah. the, the actor who they cast, Gabriel Luna. Uh, a 33-year-old to play a 17-year-old? <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, well, that's basically Taylor Kitsch in Friday Night Lights. But... Um, 90210 pulled it off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, a more sophisticated time. Are there any other <laughs> Comic-Con thoughts that we would like to touch on? Seems like things... The, the weird thing that's happening with a lot of California-based uh, trade shows, including E3 and Comic-Con, is that I think the bigger companies are realizing that they can just announce things to their fans directly and that they don't need these big events to do that. So it sounds like a lot, like all the news we just talked about came from, I think, three movie studios. Um, Oh, guys, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brie Larson has officially been cast as Captain Marvel. Um, Willie, what do you think of that? I'm down. Let's do it. Was there anybody else that you would rather see? Um, they were, uh, you know what, they were kind of, I think Emily Blunt's name was being thrown out there, because she, I know she was up for Black Widow back when yeah. they were casting for Iron Man 2, and some, I think it was a scheduling thing, I, I don't know, anyway, she was one of the names tossed around, I would have been very cool with Emily Blunt too, because I, especially after I do Tomorrow, she kicked so much ass in that movie, Um, but I like Brie Larson, and I've never seen her in anything quite like this, so, yeah. Okay, Nick? Uh, I think you were non non plus isn't the right word. You were meh about this news. 
No, it's good. Uh, it's yeah, good. Good job. Go team. <laughs> yeah, it's just casting. I, we kind of stopped talking about casting a while ago. But Tim, did you have any thoughts on uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel? She does it for me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That was Comic Con this year. It seemed like a little bit less of a to do than it normally is. Although maybe t- that's just. I wanted to me add real not. quick. Yeah. The Star Trek panel is all online, the Brian Fuller Star Trek panel, and it's really yes. awesome. It's really good. Yeah, I'm actually going to go and download that on my phone as we speak because yeah. you texted me about that, and I haven't done that yet. I'm surprised um, we didn't get any Guardians 2 stuff made available to, to us. Yeah, they show – that's the other thing is that I don't know. Did you guys read any of the plot summary or, like, little summary things about the Guardians footage or the Spider-Man footage? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I did. A little bit, yeah. I don't know if we want to talk to. I mean, I don't. Know, I feel like the stuff that I read about it is stuff that I didn't want to know, but. Um. Yeah, I don't think we need to talk about specifics. Right. Everybody's the... excited about Guardians. Yeah. Of yes. Everybody's excited about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. They said they were going for yeah. a freaks and geeks tone. So yes. <laughs> okay. That's good. Plus, it's got Zendaya. All right. Um, some surprise feedback that I forgot that we had. Uh, Alistair Connell wrote in saying, Nihao Film Nerds, greetings from sunny South London once again. As always, it's been a pleasure to listen to your recent reviews. And I'm particularly grateful to you for reviewing The Shallows and disclosing Nick's hilariously irrational fear of sharks and the swimming. Uh, and the swimming biting things that lurk beneath beneath in quotes Uh, I wouldn't have given a second thought to this film before but now that I've heard your review I'm looking forward to seeing it in the cinema when it is released in the UK in a few weeks Uh, but today I'm writing to you to express some greater gratitude and do a little panhandling for some moments of your time Long time listener podcasts like the Slash Filmcast, MFN, and Film Spotting. I've been keen to try my hand at podcasting, and the first result is finally here. Together with my two dedicated cinephile chums, James and Jeremy, I have dipped my toe in the waters of podcasting with an episode discussing Steven Spielberg's adaptation of the BFG, which also includes a broader discussion of the films that have been adapted from Raul Dahl's books and short stories over the past 45 years. I hope you guys can find the time to listen to the podcast and perhaps give a plug of a uh, plug on your show. Uh, part of the influence and encouragement to start a film podcast came from listening to your show, and I very much look forward to refining and improving this podcast, the process <laughs> that you have all been through and has resulted in an ever-improving show. The podcast is called Films of Every Color, and it can be found on Mixcloud and my blog, www.filmsofeverycolor.com. Uh, iTunes listing is still pending. Many thanks for your great podcast content and inspiration over the years, and best wishes from Europe's little runaway, Alistair Connell. So, there you go. There you have it. Check out Alistair's podcast. I haven't had the time to do it myself yet, because I've been out and about, and uh, and I'm kind of waiting for it to hit iTunes. It's but, on iTunes. Uh, I got it, right it is now? Okay, yeah. sweet. So, it's on iTunes as of our recording. Go check out Films of Every Color. Uh, and my guess is that if you like our show, you'll probably like that one too. Please still listen to us after you find out that it's better than ours. And, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I think that's about it for all of the non-Star Trek news. Uh, Nick, is there anything else you want to talk about before you leave us and eat your dinner that you cooked? Um, no, I don't think so. This year for Comic-Con was kind of like, 
I mean, like the news was the news was trickling in, but it feels like the past few years have been like there's been like huge things that have happened. I remember sitting on Willie's couch and like refreshing pages, oh, yeah. so yeah. that we could sit there and talk about it for yes. hours on end. And I don't feel like I had any drive to do that this year, so it's that's sad. But I don't know. I heard the news that um, Disney's bi-yearly uh, D23 Expo is going to be the week before Comic-Con next year. So they may not even go to Comic-Con. Uh, particularly Marvel may not even go to Comic-Con for mm-hmm. Marvel Studios. So that's interesting. Uh, especially considering I think Star Wars Celebration was earlier that week this year too. So I don't even know it sounds like Disney could end up overshadowing Comic-Con at this point, but I guess we'll have to wait till next year to find out. Hmm. Yeah. Was there any comic news at Comic-Con? No. Okay. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. Inhumans versus X-Men. Yes. All right. All right. That's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only X-Men comic that's going to be printed like now? Cuz don't they aren't they aren't there no There are X-Men. three I think there are three well, four if you count Wolverine, and I read all of them right now. Okay. Uh, not sure why, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good to know. But I hope the okay. well, I look forward to all of the Inhumans killing all of the X Men because <laughs> Marvel just wants to completely decrease any interest in X Men movies. No, I would rather have uninteresting X Men comics than Inhumans comics that are really good, just because I'm that bitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out how that goes uh, when Willie tells us all about the ridiculous matchups that come up. Oh. <laughs> all right, Nick, go eat some food. Thank you for joining. All right, guys, enjoy. I look forward to hearing about Star Trek. Sorry I haven't seen it, but... That's all right. Bye, it's, boy. It's, it's better than Into Darkness, so if that makes yeah. you feel any better. I was going to stack up against the first one. I still like the first one more, but we'll get to that. Tim? The new one. I, this is my favorite Star Trek, new Star Trek. Really? We'll get to that. <laughs> really? Uh, this is the best new Star Trek. Whoa. Wow. All right. I'm out Are there any giant sharks or sea beasts I would be concerned about? Idris Elba, he he chews the scenery like a shark. Oh, yeah, at, at times he kind of looks like a shark yeah. too. So. Okay, all right, I can, yeah. get, I can get behind that. All right, have fun, guys. All yeah. right, see you later. See ya. All right, so on with the show. We've got our review of Justin Lin's Star Trek Beyond. Uh, the IMDb synopsis says the USS Enterprise crew explores the furthest reaches of uncharted space where they encounter a new ruthless enemy who puts them and everything the Federation stands for to the test. Uh, the people starring in this movie include Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Carl Urban, Zoe Saldana, Simon Pegg, John Cho, Anton Yelkin, uh, rest in peace, uh, Idris Elba, Sofia Butella, and many, many more. Deep Roy as Keenzer. Um, If you want to hear our thoughts on previous Star Trek films, uh, listen to the rest of this episode, because I'm sure we're going to talk about them. But also go back and listen to our review of Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, That is probably one of the penultimate episodes of the... Not penultimate. 
an important episode of this podcast history as it created the uh, the first Alex's Tears moment. Um, so please go check that out. And it's a good thing we're recording this one in video because I might start crying. Probably not. But anyway, um, Tim. What am I? Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of Star Trek Beyond? I, I don't know if you heard me, but it's my favorite of the new Star Treks. Yeah, uh, I did hear that. No, um, I guess we can give a little bit of background. Um, yeah. Uh, original series is my favorite show. Um, I I also I like a lot of Next Gen, um, but a lot of it I find really boring, and I really like Deep Space Nine. I've only seen like two or three episodes. I've only seen a few episodes of Voyager with the one with the rock and I've never really seen enterprise. Um, So there's my TV and I like only one of the next gen movies, which is first contact. And then the rest are, eh. and then I'm just running them all down here. And then I actually like all of the original series, except for five. I'm not crazy about, um, I even kind of like one at times. Um, but four is my favorite. Um, two is the best. Wrath of Khan is two, the best. Voyage Home is my favorite. So there you go. That's a bad one. Okay. Um, oh, I guess I'm not done. Oh, nine I liked a lot. I felt it was more... <laughs> uh, it, it was a little bit too much. It felt a little bit too much like J.J. Abrams just wanted to make Star Wars, which he went and did. Yep. Um, so good for him. And I did not like Into Darkness at all. I thought it was a betrayal of Star Trek completely. So, yes. Uh, uh, I was really bummed out by it. Um, this brought me back in. Uh, first of all, I should put it out there. I, I'm one of the people, too, that thinks Star Trek works way better as a television show, um, just by nature of it. Even the movies, I, I like a lot of them. I think I could probably stick up for two and four as being like legitimately good movies. Um, and, and maybe 09 a little bit too. Um, but most of them are at best like good Star Trek movies, if that makes any sense. Um, this though was the, I felt this was the one that got the spirit of the original series the most. Um, and I mean, with the original series, the original series, it was all about adventure, exploration. Um, and at its core, it was about people of different backgrounds working together. They use their skill sets um, to kind of further the, the human cause, if you will. Um, and that is what I think this movie gets more than the other, definitely more than Into Darkness, which does not get that at all. Um, Into Darkness wants to be something else completely. Um, <laughs> I, really, I really don't like what it goes for. Um, it doesn't, the reason I think it works better for me more than 09 is because 09 had a lot of that hero's journey, like destiny stuff with Kirk. And this, this drops that this is Kirk three years in um, to his job. And it's, he treats it like a job, which I really like. And honestly, the whole crew treats it like a job. And that was how the people on the original series, I mean, it was their job doing this, traveling around the galaxy, um, finding new places, um, basically I'm punching people every week. So that making was sure that their spaceship got destroyed completely. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so I like that. Um, yeah. How many, how many movies is this that the enterprise has been destroyed? The first time was the search for Spock. Okay. That's all I know. Okay. I, I, I haven't seen all of the, um, the next, uh, the next generation movies. I think, so I, I think it does in generations. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. 
I think yeah, it blows right. up in every every next gen movie. All of them. All of them. Okay. It explodes in like every next gen movie. Cool. I swear to God. Good that JJ carried on that tradition and Justin Lin as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, fair enough. I, uh, it doesn't do a lot new when it comes to that, but, um, like I said, it's a it's a story about a group of people working together, um, and that to me, at its core, is Star Trek, and it it gets the characters right. It finally gets Spock and Bones together by themselves, and it's amazing what it does. Um, and this is the first time I like Chris Pine a lot. And I like, I like parts of Kirk in the first two, and I kind of treat him differently in the first two because he's a guy um, coming into his own, and he's, but he's not a bad boy anymore. Like he's not Rebel Kirk really. He's 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 finally showing that he's becoming the Kirk from the original. Leader Kirk, yeah. Leader Kirk, and that's nice. Um, I really like that. So the reason why, um, I can't put this up there as like a great, even a great Star Trek movie. I liked it a lot, but the villain is just it. It's missing um, something. Uh, Idris Elba. It. The one area this doesn't work as a full, like a perfect Star Trek movie, is on an allegorical level. And what's that noise? Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so it doesn't work on that level. And I think where they miss the boat is with the villain because there's some seeds of interesting things with Idris Elba's character. Yeah. Um, that could really, really work, and it flirts with it at times. And it, I'm thinking of particularly of the character, his military past, and it never goes any deeper than that. Um, so I still didn't, I still didn't li- dislike him, but that's that's the area where I went, oh, if they would have just, if they would have got that part right, I would have loved this movie forever. Like this would have been probably one of my favorite Star Trek movies. As it is, it's probably. I would say three or four, um, probably in that area for me. Um, it worked for me from start to finish. It's quick. It's snappy. Um, you can tell Simon Pegg has picked up a lot from uh, Edgar Wright and particularly the uh, Mission Impossible movies too, because he does a lot of he does a lot of setup and callback. And some of them are really clever. Some of them, some of them can be a bit, eh. um, some of them kind of annoying for me. There and like there's a MacGuffin at the center of it, much like the Mission Impossible movies. That it doesn't quite work for me, but um, Lynn, Justin Lynn is the, I, I think he's the MVP of this because I think he, in a way, fits perfect with the, um, with the themes of Star Trek because even the Fast and Furious movies kind of have the same thing going on. I mean, they're very, they have a, there's an optimism to human beings in that, um, in the Fast and Furious movie and all the people, all the different walks of life and how they come together and solve problems. Um, it's really optimistic. It's what I thought. Uh, that's what turned me on to the original series, uh, if you ask me. And um, it's not so much the deeper science fiction parts of it, it's that. Um, and I think even a kid can grasp that. So that was nice. I just wish I wish it would have hit more with the villain, to be honest. And I think that's where it misses the boat just a little bit. But um, I really liked it a lot. Probably my favorite movie of the summer. All right. Willie. Uh, you can get a pre a brief primer on your Star Trek experience, and then what you felt about Star Trek Beyond. I'm I'm I mean, out of the three of us, I'm the Star Trek. Uh, what's 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 it like? I'm the cadet. I'm a young cadet. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I uh, I don't know a ton of Star Trek. I mean, I know the basics. In terms of movies, I've seen. The three in this series now, 
I've seen Nemesis and Generations from the next generation movies, and then probably bits and pieces of other ones in there. Um, enough to know that the ship explodes every time. Um, <laughs> and then I know I've seen bits and pieces of the Spock trilogy from the original series movies. Um, so, not very well versed. Um, I, I, I like the in this particular series. I liked the first movie. I thought it was for somebody who didn't grow up with Star Trek and who wasn't interested in Star Trek as a kid. Cool entry level universe. Um, and I think that was the goal. So well done. Um, the sequel. I think if I didn't have any sort of pre knowledge of any sort about the movie that that movie was kind of aping. <laughs> um, with it, I wouldn't have loved it. I would have been all right with it. That being said, knowing what original version of that story, I think it's it's a cop out. Um, so I, I almost feel like it's a cop out for you guys, um, <laughs> more than for myself. Like it, like it breaks my heart for you. Um, this one I enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, it felt like a group of capable adults doing their jobs to the best of their ability, which is very cool, and they're just trying to go out there and survey this galaxy. It's got to be surveyed, and they're going to do it. Um, and they just bump into trouble. It just happens to happens to happen. You know, it's not like they're out there looking to fight wars or battles or get involved with you know uh, or interfere with with uh, alien cultures. That's kind of the whole point of the mission is is that they don't. They don't do those things, um, but that they they study and survey, and and they get kind of wrapped up in this this struggle that involves a lot of different alien um, alien species and, and peoples. And I think that's cool. That's the way a, a conflict should be in in a Star Trek movie. It shouldn't be them seeking it out. Or um, I felt like with the last movie, it, it, it they felt like a military, you know, like a military. Military unit, and even a little bit in the first movie too, they felt a little bit more military, which is which is, I get I get the the desire to push it that way, but it's not Star Trek. Um, I thought uh, all the actors were top notch this time around. I thought it was a pretty tight script. I agree, the villain. I I really liked Idris Elba's performance. I loved watching, like. Uh, I think we could call Idris Elba a movie star at this point. I mean, you know, so I mean, he's certainly a recognizable talent. Um, he might be a bona fide movie star, but um, uh, it's cool of his caliber not be afraid to wear a shit ton of prosthetics mm-hmm. um, and look like a hideous monster. Um, that's so cool. I uh, I don't feel like you see that very often anymore, and uh, uh, good for him. Uh, to do that, um, it was kind of bittersweet on, on kind of a, uh, on a in a real world way to watch Anton Yelkin in this one. Um, he gets a little bit more to do, I think, this time around than he did in uh, the last movie, um, I think. But um, it was it was a little bittersweet. It was sad to see him. You know, it was it was cool to see him up there, and he gets a lot of interplay with Chris Pine, and he gets to be. For a certain portion of the movie, he gets to become one of the two kind of stars of the show, and that was cool. That was nice. Um, 
and uh, I really like the new the new um, character. Um, is it Jaina? Is that Jayla. how you pronounce her name? Jayla. J and like J A Y L A H. Okay. Yeah. 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 She, she, I'm not. I, I looked up the actress afterwards because I was like, I, like I, I, I feel like under some of the prosthetics, I recognize the actress from something. You know what I mean? Like I'm like I know I've seen her before. I swear I've seen her before. Turns out I. But uh, yeah, she was very cool. I I kind of hope they keep her around for the next one. Like I I don't think at this point you should be afraid of adding another member to the Enterprise crew. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they've established that this is an alternate version of of history. So go for it. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, real quick, just as a uh, – I don't think this is a big spoiler. There's a moment where we get to have a little bit of a nostalgia moment for for the original cast of uh, Star Trek. And uh, I thought that was really sweet, even as somebody who doesn't really have much of a, you know, um, uh, nostalgic – I mean nostalgic feelings towards the Star Trek franchise. It was still really sweet. I was like, oh, that's nice. I like that. So, yeah. All right. Movie. Watch it. Um, I uh, like to think of myself as an original series. Just most of what I've seen. I want to watch more uh, of all the other series, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, I've seen the only, the only Next Generation movie I've seen was Generations, and I thought it was okay. Um, and out of uh, and I pretty much enjoy most of the original series movies. Um, at least on some level, I would like to go back and revisit the motion picture just to kind of, it's been a long time since I took my temperature on that one. And, and I, and I would like to kind of see where that one stands. Um, but of the Abrams movies, I enjoy, uh, Star Trek 09 quite a bit. And, uh, I am not a fan of Star Trek Into Darkness at all. Um, Star Trek Beyond, to me, I think it's a very finely crafted movie. I think it's a fantastic blockbuster, and it's a lot of fun to watch. And it's very, um, it's very, I don't know, upbeat, and, and, and there's a lot of beautiful interaction between the characters, which I think is fantastic. Um, but the thing to me is that it doesn't necessarily have that. There's kind of two issues here. And one of them is an ice pack moment, which is the existence of Yorktown. That entire city is just a fable from God knows where that shouldn't exist in a Star Trek movie, which is my opinion. Uh, maybe there's something in Deep Space Nine where there's like stupid MC Escher gravity distortion fields or something like that where that all makes sense but I saw Yorktown and was like this isn't Halo I don't want this at all why is this in my Star Trek movie and to me it represents this kind of um, gradual departure from from the, uh, the kind of science roots of Star Trek and not so much as the uh, you know, it is science fiction, and we don't have things like warp drives and phasers and teleporters and all that kind of stuff. But they're kind of an extrapolation of where we feel that technology could go in the future. 
weird, strange, contorted cities doesn't really work for me in that sense. Um, but and and I feel like we've gotten kind of further away from that with each movie. Not to mention the idea that you solve death in the second one. I'm just gonna forget about that movie. I don't even remember most of it, so I'm not gonna talk. I think about they kind it. of forgot about it too. I hope so, because yeah, they should. Um, and then on the other hand, uh, just kind of that, like, I, I missed the really high science fiction questions that these movies would ask in terms of, of like, uh, one of the beautiful things about the return to Spock is like, could, could the idea that we've sent Spock's lifeless body to a planet that's being terraformed, mean that he gets reborn and what would that do to that character and exploring those kinds of things you get a little crazier when it comes down to the time travel and the fourth one and uh the undiscovered country is all about like basically meeting god and finding like that gets that gets crazy but i like that exploration and it makes me sad that we live in a world where star trek needs to be blockbuster action and no longer uh, exploration of science. I get that that's what it needs to be in order to make $400 million at the box office, but I just want to note that it makes me very sad. Um, but all of that being said, the Bones and Spock moments in this movie are beautiful and fantastic. Every time Carl Urban is on the screen, I love every second of it, and it makes me miss DeForest Kelly very much, but also makes me like remember the love that I have for Bones. Um, Sophia Butella as Jayla, I think, did a fantastic job, and, and, and I enjoyed her uh, camaraderie with the crew, even though she's kind of new. Like her and um, her and Scotty are fantastic together, and then even when 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 uh, you know more people meet up, I think she she gels very well. Like Willie said. Um, and and I will agree with Tim. I think I think there's like there's like a missing link or something about the villain here that would have like tied it all together more in spoilery. But all in all, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a movie worth seeing. I think it's one of the best blockbusters out there this summer season. Uh, but to me, it's it's not what. I really want out of Star Trek, and and I hope I get that out of the TV show. But there was a time where the Star Trek movies were that too, and and I and I miss that. Um, and I'll just say that I think Star Trek 09 to me is, with Leonard Nimoy being there and the fact that it is technically connected to the old timeline, all of that to me like it kind of makes me okay with the fact that they go in the more action-y direction of it all. Um, because I think it's such a beautiful marriage of, like, we're going to jump off with a new Star Trek here but still tie it into the old. I really appreciated that about that movie. And I feel like it's kind. Of, it's still, to me, the closest of, like, the ideals of Star Trek in terms of, like, what would happen if Spock went back in time and messed up the timeline. I think that still explores a high science fiction idea. This movie is more of like what's maybe inside of a nebula. And that's kind of the only like that and some crazier stuff that we'll cover in, in, uh, 
and spoiler Terry. But are there any other thoughts or rebuttals or anything, Tim? I know that you look like you want to say something. No, I just it's weird. It's like kind of a defense of it, but kind of a not defense of the series as a whole. But yeah. this is this to me felt like something like the arena with the Gorn. That's one of those beat him up. Um, Kirk drops down on a planet. He immediately like he investigates and then he starts p- punching something or getting into a fight. Um, <laughs> like there are a lot of original series episodes that don't have a lot of high science fiction concepts and they're more just action adventure, pulp adventure. But it, but I do agree with you to a point where I wish that we had at least one of these new movies take that on and I don't necessarily think any of them do it and that, that kind of bums yeah. me out I wish um, I wish it did and I think this one had the potential to do it at points and it didn't do it so yeah. I want to judge it, judge it on its own merits but as a whole this series from I see where you're coming from with that and, and I think like I there's it's a gargantuan task but I think there's somebody out there who is going to have an idea or a beautiful script that can somehow give me both yeah, they just haven't quite found that person yet, mm-hmm. and uh, or that person hasn't quite found that idea yet. Maybe it is Simon Pegg. I think he did a fantastic job here, but mm-hmm. it's just not. Um, it's not. It doesn't work on both levels, and and I and I would love to see Star Trek be that, where Star Wars is just pure fantasy, fun blockbuster. I want Star Trek to really mean something to science fiction again. So. I, you know, and the person who's going to do it is probably Brian Fuller, and we'll see that in Star Trek Discovery. But uh, now, what if Brian Fuller writes a Star Trek movie? I'm getting excited. Um, <laughs> so I think that's about it for our non-spoiler section. Willie, did you have any other final thoughts? No, no, I'm good. Okay, so. Um, we're going to go into spoiler Terry uh, for the audio recording. We'll be right back. Welcome to Spoiler Terry for Justin Lin's Star Trek Beyond. Um, does anybody have anything specific that they want to lead off with? Mm, I guess I can I can get started on the villain. Alex, did you were there any Alex tears during this movie? No, no. Sadly, there were not. I mean, if we ever got close, it was probably like the nod to Anton Yelkin at the end. Okay. Um, just the kind of the cheers to lost comrades that kind of turns to him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, uh, you know, it's something that'll be missed by people that don't really understand the history of this movie in the future uh, with how that kind of, how this happened around that time. Uh, but it's a beautiful little tribute to him that uh, isn't completely overstated and, and out of the, and it doesn't pull you out of the movie in my opinion. No. Okay. Um, but yeah, if if you want to kind of open up your thoughts on uh, Crawl, okay, uh, or what was his actual human name? It was oh, something okay. good. It was like Tobin Frost level, I think. <laughs> well, then I'll just say I thought the I thought maybe because it it kind of worked on me the original the the ser- picture of the um, original series, guys, yeah, from part six. I went yeah. oh, that, that's that's. I, awesome. 
I, mean, I was kind of to to me in that moment. I was kind of like, it, it was weird that that did pull me out a little bit in terms okay. of like I was like, am I okay with this? And then I was like, why do I have to ask that question? Because who really cares? And then I was like, no, it's kind of really cool that like this. It makes sense in the universe that old Spock would have that mm-hmm. photo with him. You know, and then so uh, in the end, I think I came out enjoying that. But while I was in the movie, I was just kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this. But so so that wasn't really an Alex's tears moment, but I, I it was interesting to me. Um, okay, so crawl. We want to talk about crawl a little. Yes. Let's see if I can. Mm, let's see if I can remember enough here because here's the thing: Idris Elba is doing his uh, he's doing his Ghost Rider style accents, where <laughs> it's really hard for me to understand what he's saying a lot of the time. Like it's he's it's very thick and he's under a lot of makeup. Um, so I'll be honest with you, I only caught like 70% of his dialogue. You know um, what? And the thing the thing was, it wasn't even necessarily his accent, but the cadence in which he would talk was such a weird. <laughs> interruption of normal human dialogue that it threw me it like throws you off which i found really interesting considering the fact that he ultimately is actually a human but uh we yeah so please continue okay so on a i want to talk start with what i liked about crawl um okay on a philosophical level i liked the idea a lot of them i was thinking about his military past because he was a soldier before he um, went into Starfleet, correct? Yeah. And or he what became captain? And I liked the idea that him versus Kirk, the idea that the soldier went out into space and got caught on that planet and got lost and became violent and angry with the Federation. And yeah. it was a nice. It, I thought it was a nice contrast to Kirk because Kirk wouldn't do that because he's Kirk doesn't have that military background in a way. Um, he's not. It kind of was saying that. You know, maybe sometimes trained soldiers aren't necessarily the people you want leading your crew. Um, or so I kind of, I kind of thought that's what it was saying with that. Um, you you want someone maybe a little bit more even-handed um, than that. And I like that on a philosophical level, but I think I might be reading too much into it now. Um, because no, I think, and I think a lot of people got that out of the movie because a lot of people are comparing it to like Trump and. Mm. that kind of and the brexit stuff that's going on which i feel like is is like i don't know what worth you find in that comparison but but i I wouldn't go that i think this was more nuanced and a lot more i don't think this was a one-to-one like that i think it's a lot more nuanced i don't think it necessarily it was just it was more of a story about a guy who got lost i still think it was a little it was pretty sympathetic towards idris elba's character in a way um so i don't know if i would go that far um so I don't I don't see that. But so you guys, what's up? Willie, did you hear everything that Tim said? Yes, I did. Okay, good. I didn't hear everything you said, but I'm sure it was fantastic. Okay. <laughs> it was. It was great. Um, it, to me, the thing, and his name is Balthazar Edison, by the way. So that's no. fantastic. Um, <laughs> but um, it's, I think it's a really awesome idea that that he's this this kind of I'm a little bit bothered by like the fountain of youth ish thing that he had going on 
because that to me is is a little bit of a betrayal to the to the grounded science of a Star Trek. And I don't think it was ever you, you can get away with it if you explain it a little better. <laughs> because yeah. the original series had some wonky stuff too, but. I don't know. You gotta, you've got to give me something there because it was really, really unclear what he was doing. You gotta have Spock being like, "Oh, he must be doing the blah 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 blah." Like that. Yeah. That's that's where Leonard Nimoy would come in and be like, "This is what's going on." Yeah, there's but, a there's a name for it, that, uh, like Trek science, and I can't remember what it is, but it's really funny. Spock's <laughs> Spock's uh, position, like uh, the sex position of Game of Thrones. Trek's position is what I've heard. Yeah. Um, but it, that, you know, it, because we're missing that, we just see these dudes wrapped up in like electrical cables and then he touches them and I don't even know what the world I, is going on there, but I think I've read like interviews with the original series writers and whatever they would write themselves into a hole. They, I think there was like an idea, like they just go, Oh, just call it the lithium. Just, just say, it's, <laughs> say it's due to the lithium crystals. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think there were, <laughs> there was somewhat more of a deft hand at it when they were doing it in the TV series, and I and I missed that. But in the long run, I think the idea of like uh, an uh, an older um, captain kind of turning against the Federation is the execution here is really strange to me. Um, particular, like I think it's a much more interesting. I think that would be a much more interesting conflict if it were very plainly on its face. This is an old captain mm-hmm. who is against this issue. The problem there becomes that if they take the Enterprise head on, they're going to lose. And if we, and also they, you know, J.J. Abrams clearly loves the the mystery aspect of these movies. So the idea of hiding him behind the fact that he's an alien because he's been using the life transferring powers against the people found on that planet. Mm-hmm. I think it's, honestly, I think it's as simple as they wanted to have a cool monster villain in this one monster yet. But then they were like, well, we need to be able to show that how good of a leader Kirk is so he makes the decision to stay. So we got to show a bad leader. They, I, I don't think they really, I think they just wanted a monster. And they were like, well, but we also want a captain who went bad. So let's just make him a monster who's also a captain who went bad. How does that happen? He's got cocoon cables. They don't. They didn't, they didn't care. <laughs> I like to think that they did care, but maybe they didn't. So I think there's somewhere. I think there's somewhere in between what we're saying and what Willie's saying. Yeah, that's probably. I think true. there was some thought process into what it means. And then there were some studio notes that ruined the thing or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But I so, liked it. <laughs> good to know good to know um any other thoughts on on idris willie do you want to go in depth on your like of the of the thing or do you just want to say that you liked it which is fine no i no he's good that's all i got i i, I enjoyed i enjoyed idris in this movie um he was he was unintelligible at moments, but I thought that was funny. So, in all honesty, like I had a good time with this villain because I was like, "What the fuck are you saying right now?" <laughs> like I didn't know, but I was like, "Who cares?" Like all he's doing is being mad at things. That's a like it's villain a lot because to to me it's like 
they, I think they made, they put a lot of effort into the characters, into the scenario of the thing, into the ship design, into the action sequences, into the soundtrack. A lot of thought and effort was put into everything. And it's like they got to a certain point in the filmmaking process and went, shit, we need to have a villain. And they went, uh, <laughs> all right. Cast yeah. a cast a a talented British actor. That's hot right now. <laughs> I want to have a monster. Put a monster makeup on him. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Honestly, I don't. I don't think. I, I mean, look. I, I enjoyed watching him, but I enjoyed watching him in the sense of like, this is a goofy thing that has like is it's so to me. And like I said, I'm not the most knowledgeable, but to me, so old school Star Trek. Like Star Trek movie, like just a goofy, crazy villain, like. But he's in this movie that's like so well made, <laughs> and so like I, so I, in my opinion, so well thought out. Um, and like I don't know, he's just he's funny. It's like he crash landed from the alternate universe onto the planet. He's like ah. Well, it feels like to know. me that if if you're gonna go that far with everything else, why would you not spend the time to flesh it out a little bit? But. Of Hollywood works. I think I thought I read somewhere they wrote this thing really quick too. I, yeah, I think it happened pretty fast. It had to because after like Bob Orsi ascended to director status and then just got oh, promptly right. booted out of the airlock like those people that Spock and Bones jumped the ship with, they had to move real quick otherwise they weren't going to meet the 2016 date. So I, I, you know, that must be the case. But I, I, we should say really. Yeah, I heard he wanted to make a movie called The Search for Kirk. <laughs> That's what I heard. Oh God, I would. I heard just... that was his big. His, that was his big plan. Can you imagine it? If we, yeah, oh, and we haven't got a Shatner cameo in these. Can you imagine how awkward that would be? <laughs> like. Chris Pine, I think I've made this joke in the last episode now, but if Chris Pine shows up and like sees Bill Shatner now, it's just like, ugh. <laughs> you, you know what's funny? You know what's really funny about that, guys? Is that would be the second time that Chris Pine has been involved in the most distracting cameo of all time. I don't know if you remember Chris Pine's little little <laughs> little ditty in Batman versus Superman where he shows up in a picture oh, and he's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I go, is that Chris Pine? <laughs> oh, that's the best. Oh man. I just I want to make this a thing. Hollywood needs to make this thing. Chris Pine interrupting movies. <laughs> and he just he just shows up in a scene to totally just pull you out of the thing. Chris I'm Pine. sorry, that's enough. Chris Pine, the script doctor, uh, script doctor plot point. I want to talk about one yes, thing, but I want, to, I want to bring up this thing I thought saw the other day. Um, I was watching some of the original series episodes. Uh, Amy and I have been watching them, and there's one point where it looks like William Shatner has a tattoo somewhere. So I Google I'm like, does Bill Shatner have a tattoo? I don't think he does. So I Google Bill Shatner tattoo, and I was looking, and it was just a bunch of people with uh, Captain Kirk <laughs> tattooed on them until I got the one guy who got William Shatner from Boston Legal tattooed on him. So. You mean the Priceline negotiator? <laughs> oh, so, okay, we should talk about the most controversial moment. Of this well, episode. well, I just want to say really quick too, mm -hmm. uh, Michael Giacchino. I think oh, maybe maybe one of the more um, thematically recognizable uh, uh, themes in this movie. Like, it, 
He's just Michael Giacchino is awesome. Yeah, this was this was next level. Um, he was working in like nods to the original series theme in it. Yeah, I listened to this on my like on a run the other day, and like I listened to the whole thing. It was amazing. Like it's so good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but please, Tim, the most controversial yeah. moment of the movie. That was a nice segue because speaking of music, uh, the Beastie Boys scene. What did everybody <laughs> think? I want to know. You know what, Tim, I want to say really quick, I'm glad that the most controversial moment of this movie is not the fact that Sulu's gay. Oh, gosh. That was, first of all, I liked it. Um, it, was, it was cool, but it was, uh, that's, let's be honest here, it was a little bit silly. Like, it was it just was like really this random cutaway shot. Was, to... No, I was just about to get into it, because Kirk gives this, like, approving look. Like, like, <laughs> Like, nice job. I'm happy he found somebody he loves. He did, it's almost like Kirk didn't even know about it until three and a half years into the mission. It's like, that, that makes it easy. He goes, he's like, oh, it makes sense now. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, I remember that time like having shirtless and fencing. That makes sense now. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> and, and I I do want to say, <laughs> bless George Takei, he's amazing. But I think he's wrong on this one too. It's okay I, for it's yeah. Weird. I think I think so. Too. They because of it's. I think his argument is completely undermined by the fact that uh, that Star Trek 09 exists in its current form. Right. So you know, sorry <laughs> so, George. <laughs> Love you, but yeah. So I'm with Willie. Like I liked it. Like it's nice that. It's nice that because I know Star Wars has got a gay character coming up. It's nice that Trek beat him to this, yeah. Uh, Even the punch, um, but it is it's handled in a really it's handled in a way that even like like in the past that I roll my eyes when I see like heterosexual couples in the same shot. Yeah, everybody's yeah. like, oh god, that's not good yep. for them. They're in trouble. Um, so, <laughs> but hey, that's equality. Um, okay, back to sabotage. Yeah, what did everybody think? Willie, I thought it was hilarious. I liked it. I thought it, it was... reminded me of like old school, like I'm sorry, it reminded me of like old school, like I don't know, like old school uh, actiony superhero sci-fi movies where like they would have some crazy goofy thing at the end where they play some piece of source music to beat the bad guy. Does I don't, it you know remind what I mean? you like, of Bobby uh, Brown like a... in Ghostbusters Two? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. If they had played Bobby Brown to fight Kroll. <laughs> oh my god, we need to edit that. That needs to be a thing. Where they, well, not even Bobby Brown. But they Game gotta, over. They, no, they got they got to play the uh, Your Love is, is Taking Me Higher. Your but... Love is Taking Me Higher. YouTube, get on that, that would be, please. That would be good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just cut away to shots of cut away to shots of Chris Pine from What Hot American Summer smiling with glee as it happens. I was thinking, oh of my god, cut away to shots of Chris Pine at the Oscars that one year when he was bawling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Cut to that. Oh. Cut to that. Um, and then cut to like, I don't know. I don't know. I I thought it was a fun moment. I think the. Uh, Spock and 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 uh, Bones. Spock's like, I believe that's classical. Just it was really funny to me. Yeah. Um, I think I read somewhere that's a Futurama joke. That's a make the, like that's a reference to a joke that's made in Futurama. Really? Okay. They, like there are jokes <laughs> like that in Futurama, and it's they do that do that because Futurama ripped on, riffed on the uh, original series a lot. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. Um, but and, and I and I did enjoy the mechanics of it being like we don't need to have better guns than them. We just like the that ingenuity there is very old school Star, Star Trek to me. Mm-hmm. It's very Star Trek in all of its DNA. Um, so I did really enjoy that moment uh, quite a bit. And and even even Kirk's knowing nod and that one being like mm, good song. That that I I thought it was funny. It didn't it didn't bother me at all. But what did, what did you think, Tim? <laughs> oh, I loved it. I yeah. and I didn't know. I didn't like I at first I wasn't sure. Yeah. And, and then like I don't know, just the bombast and the and the sheer guts of it for just to to do that in a Star Trek movie and to have it fit with the character. Um I like the setup of the fight because they play fight the power earlier. Yeah. Um and I and Jayla's is really funny during that scene too where she goes I like it's like I, the beats and screaming I think is what she says and it's really funny. And yeah. It was a good uh, a good moment of Chekhov's stereo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Oh, it's a really beautiful shot too, as all the ships are exploding, like the wave that just passes across all the different things. It's it's that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. One of the other really awesome visual moments that that I have to give props to Justin Lin for is the. Uh, like the fixed camera that's on the Enterprise as it comes out of the dock from oh yeah where and and it goes into um warp speed or the, like how like that it's that there were a lot of really beautiful images in this movie and and I like that kind of um abstraction of warp speed that's one of my favorite like I I think there's a really it, it might exist but there's probably a really cool supercut of like warp speed in movies on YouTube somewhere that goes from like the snowflakes in, in the dark at winter kind of thing that we get all the way to like, they've gone plaid all the way up to like what's going on here. So I, I think that would be really cool to see, but it, it, that I thought the visuals in this movie were fantastic. Um, any other spoilers to discuss? No, I think I'm good. I think. Uh, yeah. Was I, I supposed to have headphones on this entire time? It doesn't matter. You, yeah. it, there's not. There's no bleed. <laughs> We're not hearing us out of your microphone, so that's. Okay. Cool. That's working out okay. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I guess that's it. I did want to talk about, and I, maybe I'll save it for for the start of next episode. I did go see this movie at an Alamo Draft House. Uh, and that was that was my first experience at an Alamo Draft House. Oh, yeah. So so I do want to talk about that, but I'll do it at the beginning of next episode so everybody can kind of hear it. Um, but yeah, oh, it was it was awesome. It was a really really awesome experience. And uh, yeah, um, God, there's got to be something else. Oh, I did want to talk a little bit, and and I and I noticed I did say that I that I enjoyed a lot of the character work in this movie, but the only thing, the only like aspect that I had some disappointment in was probably the um, Sulu and Uhura kind of like their plot line of what's going on while all the crap is hitting the fan. It just seemed kind of really perfunctory to me it feels like it feels like there's some missing from an original 
standard length blockbuster two and hour and twenty minute cut to get it down to two hours. Yeah. And I agree, it's a little light, but I'm not sure if I don't like the sacrifice of it, just so it moves quicker. Um, it, yeah, I and but, I can understand. They 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 even their function as a whole just seems to be delivery of mm-hmm. of exposition by Crawl or Balthazar Edison, as he's known to his mm-hmm. besties. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And and that was one other thing that I thought was really weird. The reveal that he is the captain is really strangely done. Like, her, like, seeing the video playing in their ship and, like, maybe hearing his voice and being like, hmm, that kind of sounds like this guy that nobody can understand right now, so we give him subtitles. Uh, it, it, that doesn't quite connect to me, but... Yeah. This is two movies now, this summer, where the big reveal is handled by people watching videotapes that I'm not quite sure how they got them. Like, I <laughs> got this in Civil War. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how the cameras are there, I'm not sure the logistics of it, but I'm not sure if it's the proper way to handle these things. Oh, well, the other, like, the other thing, like, it's not... Her, her like... The way that they even show it happening, all she's seeing is the back of his head until we finally learn that it is him, and they let the video go far forward enough to show him. I was like, if they would have just shown her seeing that, and then I don't, even that doesn't work because he doesn't look anything like that. So it was just really poorly handled in the first place. It wasn't good. Yeah, I, yeah, but, I, it was a little clunky. It's, yeah. it's, it's Idris Elba, and, uh, <laughs> but he should play James Bond. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. Well, if there are no other thoughts, I think we can wrap it up. I think, yeah. Willie? I'm good. Well, if you had something you wanted to talk about, and by you I mean listeners, about Star Trek Beyond, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you would send that to us, and we might talk about it on the show. Uh, we're at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. MidwestFilmNerds.com has all previous 188-plus bonus episodes with full show notes, so you can skip over the spoiler, Terry. Uh, you can also go to the support store on MidwestFilmNerds.com and buy Midwest Film Nerds and Game Nerds Apparel, as well as donate to the show. Amazon.MidwestPodcast Network still does work, so if you're doing any Amazon shopping, please make sure you use that link, and part of the money that you spend will come back to us, and make, we can make our show and network even better. And uh, please rate and review all of our shows on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to it. Because the more you rate it, the higher visibility it gets and the more people listen to us. And that makes us happy and it will help us make our shows even better. So, with all that said, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, if if that's what you were doing. Uh, This is our first video episode and our first live recorded episode. I think our peak viewer account was two. So thank you to all two of our listeners out there who tuned in. I know Yoop wanted to be here, but he couldn't because it's 2.30 in the morning in the Netherlands right now. So uh, sorry about that, Yoop, but hopefully you're enjoying our beautiful mugs on this video. Um, But, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Next week... I think Jason Bourne's coming out. Okay. Uh, but I don't want to commit to that. So, um, either because I don't know if we're going to do it or because I'm not sure it's coming out. So, uh, I think it is. 
I think it is. Yeah, so we'll see what actually happens. <laughs> uh, that does harken back to episode number one. Okay. Legacy. <laughs> the uh, only board movie Willie's seen. <laughs> true. Yeah. So. Right, true. So we'll I, see. I, I, it could be fun for me to review the the born. Uh, what is this one called? Jason Bourne. The born Jason. Yes, the born Jason is what it's called. So. Uh, that could be cool for me to review that. Without seeing, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who this guy is. What's he all about? You know. Well, it says he on seems the like a pretty. You know his name. I don't know that. Uh, you knew his name. For, you saw the Born Legacy. Was the... They said Jason Bourne at least thirty Born times Identity. in that movie. It, it, the poster says you know his name, and then it says his name right underneath it. <laughs> Jason Bourne. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know if we're talking about that or not, so please uh, stick tuned to our Facebook if you want to know what we're going to talk about next week. But other than that, Kyle XY, go watch a movie.